Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of our book club. And we are currently on our eighth read, which is Nod by Adrian Barnes, which Claire selected for us to read this time around. It is a dystopian, sci-fi, psychological thriller, um, which is messing with my mind, I know at least. And we are so close to the end of this book and I really could not put this down. Those pages that we had to read, I devoured in one reading session, and I was like, I could just mm. continue going, I want to know how yeah. the story is going to end, but at the yeah. same time, as soon as I did put the book down, I was like, oh, I feel a bit tired, yeah. you know, reading through it, because you suddenly, you don't realise how tense you've been. Exactly, I nearly did read on, I was like, oh, I'll just, and I was like, oh no, I'm meant to be stopping here. <laughs> It's just been such a, well, I, I can't really say a joy to read, but in a way it has. No. Like, it's completely out of the comfort zone of what I usually read, mm-hmm. and I am surprised how much I've loved it. It goes from one thing to another. The, the ship has come back in. Yes, which is hilarious, because last week we were like, where's the ship gone? Yeah, exactly. So we now have the ship that has docked up at Vancouver, hasn't it? And it explains the nuclear bomb that we had earlier on in the story. So actually this boat links to a lot of events that have been happening throughout the story that have made me and you go, did that actually happen? Because they mentioned it and then it was gone. Mm. It was the description of the the captain who is, he's he's basically, he sleeps. But not anymore. No. No. He says he's not slept for some time. Like he stopped dreaming, but I, to be honest, that's because he's out on morphine. <laughs> yeah, and the description of him because he's been hit by oh. radiation is nasty. Oh, it's not good, is it? And no. yeah, he's but he has actually done something that's pretty serious as well. That yeah, uh, is going to happen to Vancouver. I just don't know how the main character is going to get off this boat for a start because he's kind of trapped on this boat with this guy because Charles and his crazy crew are, like, trying to kill him and martyr him. (laughs) Meanwhile, you've got the cat sleepers. Gosh knows where they've gone, but they're moving in. But we know from the beginning of the book that he was with the girl in his apartment building. Yes. And that was day 16. Yes. Well, he mentioned to this captain about rescuing the girl, Zoe, hasn't he? So is he going to help him? I don't know. Will they manage to stop the calamity that is going to happen to Vancouver? There's so much that in these last few pages, and it is the last sort of 30-odd pages, that there's a lot that's got to happen. I know. I know. I mean, like I say... We know he meets up with the girl again, but I'm just like, how does he even find her from this point? He obviously said to the cap because he kind of said to the captain, all these people are trying to kill these kids and there are people that sleep. And the captain's like, nah, I don't believe it. These kids also sound evil. We should just kill everyone. Mm. Um, so he kind of wants to show him evidence that there are good people. But I just yes. don't think there's any way he can get off that boat, get the girl, bring her back somehow in between the cat sleepers and the crazy people and the captain kind of on his last legs anyway. I, just, I, I, I really don't know. And I've definitely gone off the colour yellow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And oh my gosh, there was like a crazy bit in this as well with Tanya. I won't say what happened <gasps> yes. with Tanya. But when that happened, I was like, it was just so sudden. It was just kind of like, bam. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Were you like, what? <laughs> I, it's, do you like form pictures in your head, images of what's happening in this book though? And it's yes. really, it's horrible images. I just, mm. oh. It's just horrible. The imagery that I have in this book. And I also find with this book that I'm going backwards and forwards because sometimes I read something and I'm just so shocked that it's happened. I have to read it again because I think, nah, I've I've clearly made that up when I was reading. Yeah, well, funny enough, I went back and read the bit about Tanya because I was right. Have I just read that right? (laughs) And I did. I read that last paragraph again just to find out if I had read. Yes. It's just like... (laughs) Like, thrown in there, like, I don't know, yes. someone eating a sandwich. Uh, what? <laughs> That's just not <laughs> normal. Um, I mean, there was a bit in, in the book, actually, that I took a picture of because I was going to post it on Instagram. I still have yet to get to that point. But um, I really liked this line that he wrote. He's talking about his vision of Nod when he was writing his book. And he says... After all, what were seashells but empty coffins? What were starfish on the beach but bloated corpses rotting in an alien environment? And I thought, what a horrible imagery. Just those two sentences yeah, really stuck with me because, you know, starfish and seashells, they're like really nice things that you think about. And then you read that. They're and not now, are they? He's ruined that, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> bloated corpses rotting. In an alien environment. You know, now I'll look at seashells and just be like, oh, they're empty coffins on the beach. Like, it's just... (laughs) Terrible. But great at the same time. Like, anything you think is nice. Like, even the colour yellow. Twisted, ruined, brilliant book. I'm kind of hoping for a happy ending, though. Yeah, I I don't... I can't can't say that... um, you know, it's an enjoyable read if you don't like psychological... T- it's not really a horror. It's just quite psychological and it does play with your mind a little bit. You're not going to enjoy this, but if you like something that's, that's gripping and just... It's got horrible bits in it, but it's such a good read and I really like reading it. I just... I find it easy to read as well. I'm just like page-turning. Oh my goodness, what's happening next? Yeah, I hate to say it, but the worse the situation got in this book, the more gripping it became. (laughs) And I don't know what that says about my character. (laughs) But when they were first learning about this thing that was happening, I was like, okay, it's quite slow, off we go. And then all of a sudden, the more twisted and disturbing it became, that's when I couldn't put it it down. Yeah. Um, Mm. Which, yeah, I'm not sure what that says about me. (laughs) I don't want it to have a happy ending. I don't think it's a book that should be a happy ending. I don't think it will. I think it's one that I'm, I hope everything's going to be fine, but there's no way that this situation will ever be fine. For me, I think my predictions, obviously we won't know if these are true or false until everyone's read the book, but I think the main character will stop sleeping and I think he will go mad and eventually die. Right. Or he will fall asleep, go to that weird dream, and never wake up. Mm. In terms of the demon children, no idea. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm really not quite sure how it's going to end. But I want it. 
I don't want it to end good because it doesn't seem to be a sort of book that does end good and then I can put it with Bunker Diaries. Yeah, which you love. Yeah, because it doesn't have a Hollywood ending. No. This is like adult Bunker Diary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's got very similar vibes. Anyway, we're we're reading to the end of the book. So we will get to the end and we'll have, um, we will have a verdict. And Claire, you will have book posts coming to your house Woo-hoo! probably tomorrow or Saturday. And uh, you will know what our next book will be at that point. It is going to be a classic. I can tell you all that. It is going to sort of tie into pride in a sense. And we may absolutely hate it because we're not classic readers. But we're going to give it a go, aren't we, Claire? We are going to give it a go, yes. I, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the book post. I like a bit of book post. Yeah, I think you'll like the cover, which we'll make up for if the book is terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what else have you been reading uh, well, this I'm, week? I've had a few nightmare things going on, so not a lot of reading has been done. I'm, I'm about a third of the way through The Diary of a Bookseller, which I'm really enjoying this book. I really like it. So it's got some really good characters in it. And I like the fact that this this bookshop is in Wigtown. And I so want to go and visit this bookshop. And do you know what else they mention? You know, when I mentioned in the podcast um, about Wigtown before, and I mentioned about that there's a bookshop that you can go and stay in and run for two weeks, can't you? You can run it while you're there. Oh, yes, I remember you telling me These are the guys. That is madness. It features in here. These are the guys that set it up, had the idea for it. No. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? I just feel like that is bad business because anybody who's running that shop could just steal all your stock and that's it they're in the wind (laughs) (laughs) I mean not that that's what I would do but (laughs) Uh, there's such good characters Nikki is the the lady that has a job in the shop who always arrives late at least 15 minutes late and always brings cakes that she's found in the dumpster of one of the supermarkets (laughs) (laughs) why do so many eccentric people go to this bookshop yeah there are so many eccentric people in this bookshop and i um there's a couple of uh shall i read you a couple of things because they do make me giggle so basically he had somebody uh who who wanted to have a reference from him um she worked in the shop for a little bit So she said, uh, would you write me a reference? So this is what he wrote. To whom it may concern, reference for Sarah Pierce. Sarah worked Saturdays at the bookshop, 17 North Main Street, Wigtown, for three years while she was at the Douglas Hewitt High School. When I say worked, I use the word in its loosest possible terms. She spent the entire day either standing outside the shop, smoking and snarling at the people trying to enter the building, or watching repeats of Hollyoaks on 4OD. Although she was generally punctual, she often arrived either drunk or severely hungover. She was usually rude and aggressive. She rarely did as she was told, and never in the entire three years of her time here did anything constructive without having to be told to do so. She invariably left a trail of rubbish behind her, usually consisting of iron brew bottles, crisp packets, chocolate wrappers and cigarette packets. 
She consistently stole lighters and matches from the business and was offensive and frequently violent towards me. She was a valued member of staff and I have no hesitation in recommending her. <laughs> that is so silly. It is. So it's just... How did she not get fired? I don't How? know. I don't know. I think he just seems to tolerate these people and they clearly just have a special place in his heart. And he, I think he's a little bit strange though as well, the, the, the guy who runs the um, bookshop. But there's just all sorts of bits like this through the, you know, there's this one telephone call at 11am from someone who asked, how do you go about doing book readings in your shop? Further scrutiny revealed that his genre is fantasy and that he wants to read from his latest book, which is about mermaids. It's set in the sea. It is hard to imagine where else it could be set. So it's just... <laughs> and he's just got... There's just all bits like that all the way through that are just really funny and entertaining. And yeah, it's it's a good book. That's hilarious. <laughs> where else would it be set? <laughs> Oh, wow. I love it when you hear people's weird stories mm. of like people they've met or interacted with. And you do get a lot of it in retail more than any other job, I feel. I do want to go to Wigtown, though. Yeah, and then we can be in his book as the weird customers that came in. Yeah, we'll go and do a podcast with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in terms of what I've been reading, I finished obviously my audiobook which I reviewed last week I'm glad my mum died by Jeanette McCurdy so I thought I've got to have another audiobook on the go and one of my friends got me one of those posters where you rub out like the 100 best books in the world or whatever and of course the 100 best books that I recommended are all classics mostly and mm. you know how I feel about classics I really struggled to read classic fiction mainly because I just old English language, I don't know, it doesn't grip me, none of the stories you can relate to and I can't really appreciate how groundbreaking they were because they're not groundbreaking now. But I thought, you know what, I'll get this free audiobook, it's War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, I've heard it was meant to be a big, big thing, so I've, I've put that on as audiobook and, oof, I'm struggling. <laughs> really? I've got two hours left to go. So I'm sticking with it, but it is it is hard work because A, the guy that's reading it is an American and I'm like, this is a British book. There should not be an American reading this book mm. in this kind of accent. Sorry, America, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, so that was off-putting. And then the way that H.G. Wells writes, I don't think his sentences are very short. I think his sentences are really long which means it's really hard to follow what's happening in this story because somehow the longer the sentence is, the more it just like becomes words and you don't really understand what's happening. And then there's just too much description. I was in the car yesterday and he was explaining what the aliens looked like and my car journey was 40 minutes long and he was still explaining what the aliens looked like by the time I got out of the car. I was like 40 minutes of description. That's quite typical a bit much. with a classic book though. That's quite typical, I know, isn't it? and I, I just don't have time for it. I want my imagination to do some work. Mm. But the other thing I didn't like about this story is that it started off quite good. You know, that the aliens land, oh, they're attacking people. The guy's, like, trying to get back to his wife and then ends up in this basement with this strange fella. And then all of a sudden, the book starts talking about his brother. 
And he's like, this is how my brother saved these people. And this is what my brother was doing. And I'm like, how do you even know what your brother was doing when I didn't even know you had a brother until this moment and you've never spoken about him or met him or talked to him? How do we know that your brother's doing all of this? And then all of a sudden the book's changes and he's like, whilst I was talking about my brother, this is what was actually happening to me. And I'm like, well, that's what I want to know. Like, Why is there like three hours of you talking about your brother? Oh, Claire. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to finish it, but I personally don't understand the hype. I, I think it was like one of the first books where aliens were mentioned. So I guess that was quite a big thing in the day. But oh, man, audiobook wise would not recommend it. It's really hard to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep going, though, just so I can scratch the thing say, off my poster. It doesn't sound like one I'll be picking up then. No. <laughs> For such a small book as well. Oh, it's taken its toll. So I'm currently listening to that one, and then I'm still reading How High We Go in the Dark. And as this is a dystopian novel short story collection that I've been mentioning the last three podcasts. And this book for me is is interesting because at times I really love it, and I really love the stories, and I really enjoy it. And then other stories are just so dull and you don't really feel the characters, and you don't really care what's happening, and it's such a mishmash of feelings, like, it never seems continuous in my enjoyment of the book. Mm. I mean, what I do like is that some characters that are mentioned at the beginning will appear later on, but they're in someone else's story, and it's really nice to track what their journey's been since the start of the plague and where they end up, and one of my favourite stories was they kind of came up with rocket technology and went into space to find like a new world and they travel for like thousands and thousands of years and they're so far in the future compared to what's happening on earth yeah. and they find their their home planet and that story for me i really like the character it was really fascinating that everything else now seems quite boring when we go back to earth because i'm like i just want to know what's going on with the guys in space but it's it's a good read but it isn't consistent in how enjoyable it is because some stories are better than others based on the characters and what's actually happening and I do think since I read the space story none of the other stories have been as good so I'm constantly comparing it to that chapter whereas up to that point the chapters were almost like getting better and better and then it's just kind of flatlined a bit so it's good but I find with most stories I read where they're built upon a collection of short stories it's not always something I enjoy I think because I get a bit bored at the end because there's not like even though there's a narrative it's you're not following one particular person so I lose investment in what's happening maybe but as well written I'm glad I've read it because it has been on my to read list for ages but I just feel like the the ending of this book is petering out for me which is a shame because it started off so well that's that's currently what I've been reading. I am looking forward to putting both of them behind me and maybe mixing up my genres because yeah. I suddenly realised since reading Nod, it's like, dystopian book, another sci-fi book that's also <laughs> dystopian. And I'm like, maybe I should just move out of dystopia for a while and, and find something different to read. So I am thinking about my next read. I think I might go back to one of my Greek books because I've still got a lot of retelling of Greek myths to pick up by yeah. uh, Jennifer Saint that and I've collected. And you really like that genre, don't you? Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with like classical history. Uh, I mean, who isn't? It's a very fascinating time. Mm. Um, and the way that Jennifer Saint writes and Madeline Miller, 
they're very very captivating books so I think I might jump back into something like that just to kickstart and refresh my reading perhaps I'm not sure what my next audiobook's going to be though I need to think about that something short but yeah maybe another classic no (laughs) too many classics (laughs) finishing on that I haven't got any other book news but uh, we are going to read to the end of Nod so we'll (gasps) mention that again and then we will give a verdict next week we will, and introduce you to what we'll be reading next, yes. which is going to be my choice. And I do, I am so concerned, Claire. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure riding on this book. <laughs> Could be the first one we hate, which would be Is it going to be the first one we go, I can't read this anymore. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's not going to happen. It's going to be fine. <laughs> If people could see our faces, we don't look convinced. But yeah, that is all from us this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lounging with Books. We are posting more regularly. I've been asking people for feedback of what makes a good Instagram page. So I think we're improving. <laughs> and uh, it is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.